0: Box
1: Hello and welcome to Box Cutter's episode 101. We're doing it for the Fitch. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Ross McQueen. Box Cutters 101. Ah, nice.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Or as uh, Little Fry calls it at home, Daddy on the boxes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wish you had told me that before. (laughs) To my right, Mr. Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. And to my very far left, with amazing eye-rolling capabilities... James Talia.
0: Well, I've got to have at least one talent, don't
2: I? (laughs) Live. Hello there. Live in the studio. Live in the
0: studio. Live in Brunswick,
3: Victoria. I'm just hoping he doesn't go through another train tunnel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think the chances of me getting cut off at this point are uh, pretty slim. For once. For once. Now, bless British Telecom.
1: (laughs) You rolled your eyes when I said doing it for the Fidge. I thought a number of times, do I do it? Do I not do it? Do I do it? Do I not do it? Because quite frankly... On this show, we've had a lot to say about Robert Fidgen mm. and his television criticism. He, of course, uh, died on the weekend. He was TV reviewer for The Herald Sun in Melbourne. And, uh, and yeah, we... Our
2: condolences to his wife and surviving members of his family.
1: Yeah. But that being said, we have said some things about him in
2: the past. Well, it, it doesn't have the same gravity as Ross Warnocky dying last year. No. Uh, Why but, is that? Uh I, I've thought about that a lot this week. Uh I I
1: I don't know. Well, I think <laughs> Good. I'm glad we had this talk. <laughs> I, I think I think Wernicke, uh always got us talking mm. about the about the television and his opinions, whereas Fidgeon only ever got us talking about what he's written. N- not necessarily the, the television itself that being said it's always sad to lose someone who's uh, who's as dedicated to reviewing television as Fidgeon was likewise with uh with Warnicky mm. and uh and yeah it's just a, a, another person who was fighting the good fight in whatever way he deemed fit
2: yeah not so much with Robert i would say
1: really i would say really i, I think i think that's
2: more why it doesn't have the same gravity as Warnicky but I don't want to say. I don't want
1: to speak ill of the dead. No, no. It's, see, <laughs> especially and so soon after. But uh, and, and I, I just yeah. That's the problem. I I think uh, tough shoes to fill. Yes, that's.
2: But but you're right. He did. Uh, he was passionate about television, and and good on him for that.
3: And yeah. I think that uh, we saw. Andrew Bolt's audition column uh, to take <laughs> take his place in the guide th- over this week with uh, his great review of
0: Californication. And as measured as he was, he should fill those shoes admirably. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, of course, be talking about Californication and the hullabaloo therein later on in the show. Uh, we're going to have a couple of chats to James mm. about different things. Mm. Uh, going to talk about City Walk Homicide. Shitty walk, <laughs> Shitty walk. on my side. We've got an I don't buy it. We're going to finish it off with pork. but uh, uh, what, uh, what, A special I don't buy it. Uh, yes. Yes, a very special I don't buy it. Yeah,
2: our uh, our guest comes bearing gifts.
1: We've also got... <laughs> <laughs> we've also got, during pork, mm-hmm. the announcement of the winner of last week's Box Cutters quiz. That winner wins a crumpler hooter. <laughs> mm. But as always, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News.
0: And now for the news.
3: In very timely news, just A mere four years after Buffy finished up uh, the spin-off series, Ripper, is close to becoming a reality. Mm -hmm. Um, Do tell. For Buffy fans, uh, we'll probably remember one of Giles' old uh, English buddies called Ripper, who uh, who would occasionally visit and cause trouble. Uh, Anthony Stewart Head, who played Rupert Giles, um, will reprise his role as a vampire-fighting librarian in a
1: new series to be co-produced by Fox and the BBC. I, I actually thought Giles was Ripper. That, that, that was his nickname. It's been a long time since I've seen the series. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are many box cutters listeners who could uh, correct us on this. According
3: to rumours, Ripper will catch up with Giles in his native England, where he comes out of retirement to battle supernat- supernatural th- forces. Uh, so Ripper was the other guy. Mm. Mm, see, my
1: memory might not serve me correctly.
3: Uh, word is that the series will be a more adult, darker incarnation of Buffy.
1: Well, see, this is this is good because is Joss Whedon working on it? Uh, it's or has he handballed it to to somebody else to just ruin not one of his ideas? It's not
3: stipulated. Uh, um, head will be talking to Buffy creator Joss Whedon about the project uh, shortly. So maybe. So so. Uh, uh,
1: so, this, this whole news is there's an idea, and maybe it will happen at some stage. Well,
3: the r- reports are that it's going to go into production in early 2008 for a mid-year premiere.
1: Right. That, that would be very good, because I've been reading the Buffy uh, Series 8 comics, mm-hmm. and Giles has not made an appearance yet. So, I, I was wondering about that, and wondering what was happening with that storyline.
2: Very uh, quiet on this
1: side of the desk. You guys... <laughs> No idea.
0: <laughs> no idea either. Buffy, <laughs> don't care much either.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen about
0: maybe a minute of Buffy.
1: Really? Yeah. That's not enough to gauge an, an opinion on. Yeah, that
0: Buffy girl, though, she was good in that movie where she was kissing that other girl.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's about it. <laughs> that movie was awful.
1: That, that movie was D- awful. Despite the girl's kissing. No, yeah. no, no that's, that's good enough for me. That. <laughs> that gets it over the line. You know what was worse than Cruel Intentions?
2: Girl Intentions too. Yes! Yeah, yeah. by a long, long oh, way. Yeah. Oh,
1: what a terrible... Did it have girls kissing it? Uh, you know what? Who can remember? Mm. I, was, I was too busy retching into a bucket. <laughs> Shocking. Just mm. just terrible. Speaking of retching into a bucket, Matt LeBlanc, <laughs> star of Joey, uh, his uh, former manager is suing him for allegedly failing to pay commissions for the last seven years. Now this is uh, this is worth apparently one hundred quadrillion dollars in uh, <laughs>
2: well <laughs> in all fairness maybe the first year or two of that seven would have been yes the, 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 <laughs> the last last few years would have been a bit slim I'm guessing
1: yeah but it's it's estimated about one million dollars uh, okay. in in commissions are, are due and uh, I I, I want to know if you're the guy's manager. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you must be managing the money as well, isn't that the, the the idea of having a manager, somebody who manages all of your dealings, finances and work, etc., etc., etc.
2: I'm not sure. Don't maybe they're just managing the career side of it.
0: Don't don't they split them up so that they have someone for the money and and an agent to get them a gig. And- yeah. That's my understanding Someone to park from their car. That's <laughs> my understanding from entourage, but the yeah, right. agent. That, which, which
1: of course is one
3: hundred percent correct. <laughs> but <laughs> the agent doesn't look after any of the money.
1: No, but the manager
3: no. it's it's he that's looking after all the, the money. The,
1: yes, and and this is the manager that's yeah. suing. Yeah. Now yeah, you have a point. So Got so him? I say, Cami- <laughs> Camille Serio, you only have yourself to blame. Well, maybe maybe uh, they're
2: on the same wavelength as that LeBlanc.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe. in which case, he knows what happened to the money Maybe if, if he gave it, it, maybe not There were no receipts, but everyone ate Now, is this a prior manager?
3: Has LeBlanc gone on to new management? And maybe is, maybe yes, there was what, some royalty it, you, you, yes, don't, this was, this you don't is need formal. management
2: for uh, going to car openings <laughs> But maybe there Or was, the, logies. <laughs> the logies Maybe it's about and That was about, at the peak of his career <laughs> yeah, that,
0: was, that was the high point
3: <laughs> Maybe it's about being owed on residuals uh, Since she's... Stopped representing him or uh, something.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, but it's, it's possible. But just just to clarify, I think how right Ross may have been. <laughs> uh, according to this Variety article, Serio said she does not know exactly how much money is owed her. Well, if you're a manager, you have a book. You write the money down in the book.
3: Oh. Does it say if she's his present management?
1: It says former manager. Yeah. So so if
3: we're talking residuals, then she won't have access to that information, will she? Um,
1: oh, I think he's got a point. Yeah, it's a fair point, <laughs> I suppose. Another one for you. You're on 98.
0: Thank you very much. I still just think if she was the person responsible for getting him Joey, then at the point the first episode of that show went to where all that might have been coming to her foregone. I
1: want, I want to start a new segment on the show.
0: Not, not in the middle of
1: news. No, no, no. no. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, for for another episode, box cutters court. <laughs> the cases are real. The people are real. The judges are four men wearing headphones. <laughs> I think that could work.
3: That could work. Uh, back at uh, Channel Seven, Andrew O'Keefe has been knocked back uh, for his own variety show, AOK tonight.
1: Uh, now, now w- w- really? That, that's what it was going to be called? Are
3: you okay, tonight. Two pilots were actually filmed for it, uh, but the New Workers opted not to proceed. I think I made this call a while ago because uh, Andrew O'Keefe's tied up with uh, Deal or No Deal, Sunday uh, Sunrise, and some other stuff, the Rich List. Um, and uh, he'd be too hard to replace. Whereas, uh, Grant, what's his face? Daniel. Daniel. We haven't uh, yet heard. <laughs> Uh, the result of his pilot that uh, was also shot earlier in the year.
1: Oh, that, that result's just in. Uh, then your pilot would go ahead, but the host needs to be taller. <laughs> yeah, yeah Channel 7 just told me that. Oh, yeah. Just now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just now.
2: Some news from Channel 9. Apparently Don Burke is to come back to Channel 9.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? He's,
2: uh, he's very excited about it, and he is going to be hosting a Burke's Backyard, or possibly Backyard Blitz.
3: Well, this, is, this would clearly be because uh, Australia's Best Backyards, now hosted by Jamie Jury, uh, was beating the, the Backyard Blitz that was remained uh, to still be screened. Backyard
2: Blitz that they had in the can that they'd never bothered to show But they don't have that many of those No, they're almost out So, they so they're thinking of bringing A new successor this, this is exactly what they did with Bert They got rid of Bert because he was too old and he was too tired And then they brought him back for huge amounts of money Thinking he was the saviour of the network And he was nothing I, th- I think this is the same thing. They got rid of Don Burke because he was too old and too slow and no one liked him. No, no, no. No, his show was still rating. So why did they get rid of it?
1: It, was, no, it wasn't Stupid rating all that well. <laughs> it wasn't ra- rating all that well. It was tired and they wanted new things and he couldn't deliver them new things. What was rating well was Backout Blitz. Which Don Burke delivered. Which, yeah, in a, in a roundabout way. He was more concerned with, you know, spruiking his own magazine at the time, but Backyard Blitz was, was doing really well. Burke's Backyard, no one could really care anymore. It was a, it was a tired old idea. And the idea... But now that's it's had a bit of a rest. It's but it, uh, it,
2: it defined that kind of garden show as we know it. And
0: Is, aren't, aren't we all pleased well, about it, that? It, it defined, in a lot of ways, infotainment. Oh, yeah. Lifestyle, aren't we lifestyle, pleased about that? Lifestyle.
1: lifestyle. television. Surely there's
0: not enough of that on the box now. Now the
2: show's... Uh, well, yeah,
0: I'll tell you what. You can have more Burke's Backyard or you can have more Australian Idol and such. <laughs>
2: that's, that's, <laughs> that's a horrible choice.
3: <laughs>
0: The show's going to be co-hosted wait wait. I'll fiddle you for it, devil.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the show will be co-hosted by uh, Scott Cam, Chris Brown, and John Rooney, and uh, is likely to go away six thirty Sunday nights. That's next that's month. that's a shit cast. Scott that's, Cam. Well,
1: Scott Cam's been involved with all of it, hasn't he?
2: Yeah, and they keep trying to make him a star, and he's not a
1: star. We've you know, talked about this on you know BoxCutters before. Scott, you know when Scott Cam is great, and I think he's, he does this really, really, really well. When he's telling you how to build something, he's great. Right. That's, that's when he's at his television best. Right. I think as a host, no way. Yeah, I, I don't think he has the best. R- really? <laughs> that's- and Gian
2: Rooney, she's a swimmer. She's good in the pool. She was terrible on what's good for you, from what I saw of her, from what Maybe I could she'll stomach be to watch the pool specialist.
1: <laughs> swimmers, swimmers are the next TV star. What do you
3: mean? They, they, they build
2: the pool and she goes for a couple
3: of laps. No, no, for says, those with pools in their backyards, she'll go along and, yeah, that's a fast pool.
1: <laughs> Let me tell you, I could break some records in that one. You, I, know, you when, know what I think about that idea, Brent? What? It doesn't hold water.
0: <laughs> when Gian Rooney was signed to Channel 9, I read a quote in a newspaper from her, where she said she was really looking forward to getting into television because she was craving the stability of working in television compared to being a, uh, a competitive swimmer. I, I really hope she's finding that to be true. Uh,
1: that's, that really says a lot about the world of competitive swimming.
0: Wow, you know that black line. You just never know what it's going to do next.
1: Oh, that's terrible. Hey, uh, last week we, uh, we talked about uh, the TV show Kid Nation. Oh, and yes. how it was, uh, it was coming under scrutiny and, uh, and, and possible lawsuits about uh, abuse of children.
2: Now, for, for those who don't know or weren't listening last week, it's, they've just taken a bunch of 8 to 15-year-olds yes. and dumped them in the middle of nowhere. Slaughter of the flies. Yeah, and, and just filmed whatever happened next. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just
1: fend for yourselves uh, those of you uh, who were in Cub Scouts, gi- give us your woggles. And and what,
0: did they find a conch? <laughs> <laughs> no. A well,
2: well I, I don't think. I don't, he's, he's sharpening the stick at both ends. Well, oh, well. As yeah. we yeah. it's it's Come to
0: that. <laughs> I think it's a fantastic idea. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, don't you, get me wrong.
2: I, I'm with Josh on this one for watching purposes. Oh, would, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. But what
1: kind of parrot goes, yeah, there you go, Tommy. I'll sign you off. Uh have have you ever seen My Name Is Earl? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there are lots of parents like that. Yeah, okay, here we go. Okay, my kid on TV. Yeah, of course, of course. Anyway, the uh, Writers Guild of America have blasted the makers of Kid Nation for its abuse of children. This this I find really interesting because uh, the the WGA uh, really. Uh, did, did not have anything to do with, with the show whatsoever. No Guild writers were were employed on the show. Uh, and I just love the way that the WGA have, have just been arcing up over anything and everything just to get noticed and uh, and, and just criticising any reality television that, that comes along. Well, maybe if there were some Guild members, it would be better. Maybe that's the
3: point they're trying to make.
1: Uh, no, because... Guild members would have, uh, but they have to be
2: they have to be kid guild members.
1: <laughs> guild members would have nothing to do with the, with whether or not the kids uh, had to pull in fourteen hour days. Yeah, but
3: who's who's hosting this thing?
1: Uh, I I don't know. I don't know what the name of the host is. Mm-hmm.
2: But they'd, they'd have voiceover if no host. Somebody's got to be writing that. Uh,
1: really? <laughs> but the thing yep. is. Uh, yeah, all right, fine. Those, those Just cle- shoot me down on every idea I have tonight. <laughs> those,
2: uh, those clever puns don't write themselves.
1: That's true. That's true. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of WGA and, uh, and, and writers on reality television, the, the writers for uh, America's Next Top Model, where they had that huge dispute, mm-hmm. have been making Tyra look like an absolute nut bar. Right. <laughs> Last week on the show, uh, she was on the beach... And uh and holding the middle of her pants, uh, screaming, Mummy, mummy, I need pee pee. <coughs> now obviously they found this footage, put it in the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the WGA they can get their own back. <laughs> they know how.
3: Uh It's uh, come back again Uh, there's more speculation on what's happening with the Channel 9 headquarters in Richmond and up in, uh, what's that place? Willoughby. Willoughby. Um, Apparently there have been bids from as many as 20 developers uh, for the sites, according to the Australian Financial Review. Uh, The word is that 9 is mulling over, relocating to Redfern or Rosebery up in Sydney, while Melbourne will shift to Docklands.
2: Now... Uh, before we ask our special guest about this, uh, when Pete Smith was in, he did say, when I suggested this to him that they might be selling, he, sh- he shot me down in no uncertain terms and said, "There's been those rumours around for years. Mm. He di- he he didn't think it was going to happen at all."
1: But he also said, "It used to be something else. Before that, it was something else. Mm. If it gets sold, it'll be something else. That's the nature of the thing." So you know, he was being quite realistic about it mm. at the time. Uh, and yes those rumours have been if only we had like a Channel Line Insider
0: yeah finally yeah where do you get one of them (laughs) (laughs) if you find one can you let me know what he's got to say (laughs) Uh, this I think think Pete's right these stories have been going around for a lot of years I guess the pressure is coming on more now because um, at some point digital conversion will have to take place not so much as far as transmission but the gear we use especially in news Um, non-linear editing that sort of stuff and that's going to take a hell of a lot of work and i guess people are assuming that um, it's going to be easier and in the end perhaps cheaper to move somewhere else and sell off what is now really prime inner city real estate but i don't know i don't know look I, i dropped into the newsroom here in melbourne the other day and and i noticed that they're they're refurbishing some areas i'm not sure if they would be bothering to do that if they were planning on selling bendigo street and willoughby immediately but i don't know
1: but also, isn't isn't Channel Nine well behind the rest of Australian television uh, in this? I mean, Channel Ten did it first, moving, uh, moving their, m- moving from their studios, selling their studios, and then renting them back. Yeah, and, certainly
0: uh, in Melbourne, and I think um, in Sydney as well. Uh, Nine, the the Nine station is the only existing station. By which I mean it's the, it's the only network still in its original station. Everyone else has moved into this kind of arrangement where you have a broadcast centre. So it might be seven, a couple of floors Sydney in an Sydney office block. have done block the same.
1: Or, yeah. They used to have this this huge block of land out in the middle of uh, arsehole nowhere in, outside of Sydney. And, <coughs> the, uh, and I remember having to drive out there uh, in, in a cab because to take public transport from anywhere in Sydney... Out to there, you would have to swap three or four times, and then walk seventeen miles uphill both ways. Right, which is much to as the, get there.
0: Much the way ten was here in Melbourne. Yes, when they were in Wadding.
1: And uh, and and now they've they've moved there, so they're a lot closer to the city as as far as their offices goes. Uh, in Melbourne, seven have uh, have moved to Docklands and have sold their studios and are renting them back. So it seems like financially, that's the logical thing to do.
0: Yeah. But there's also, uh, I don't know, this is sometimes spoken of as a consideration, but no one really knows. The, uh, the building at GDB, at nine in Melbourne, is parts of it are very old and heritage listed. And there's some school of thought that it would just be too difficult to have to rip out all the cables running through the building and replace them to get everything digitaled up. That mm. might be consideration as well. Yeah, mm. you know, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a techo.
2: And uh, hello to all our
0: wire bending <laughs> listeners.
2: <laughs> when you were uh, last on the uh, on, via the telephone, and you were talking about the view that is often used from the first <laughs> floor balcony or, or wherever it is, the amount of times I have seen See? that. on See, so you've noticed I. it now, haven't you? <laughs> Since you pointed that out, I, I much more than the gates.
0: I mean, much ga- more than the, the gates. The
2: gates are on a lot, but the, the city view is just on all the time. That's
0: it. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. It's a very nice view. Oh, it's a great view. Yeah. <laughs> it's perhaps a little overused, but... <laughs> you can't see too much of Melbourne in your news. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the Box Cutters news. Hey, this is James Talia, and you're listening to the spot where you can find out everything good, bad, and otherwise on your box. It's the Box Cutters.
1: And now, yeah, coming to weird. us live on Mic 3... Yeah, it's good to have you doing it
2: live. Usually we have a recording of that. <laughs> yeah, and I've
0: been practising so that it sounded just like it did when I recorded it a year ago.
1: Can I do my bloody intro now? Sorry, oh, sorry, sorry. sorry, sorry. And now, coming to us live from Mic 3, <laughs> it's our European correspondent, James Talia. James, are you there? <laughs> I think I've got you, yes. <laughs> Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, 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 we, we, we've got you. You're not, uh, you're uh,
2: not I don't want to answer that question. Train, tunnel, tunnel. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah I, I'm not going to be able to use that trick tonight. I don't think I'm in strife. Brett's just lighting me up as I, as I speak. I can see it in his eyes. So, uh, Princess Diana. Yeah, for who? <laughs> what happened there? Uh, still dead. Right. Um, I left town. Right. Now,
1: wait a sec. This,
2: this brings us to, to another point That we should probably mention early on You, uh, you kind of jumped the gun a bit, didn't you?
0: Uh, what? Now,
2: I'm, I'm going to see if I can put this timeline uh, Correctly down And tell me if I'm right or wrong We did the golden age of television Yeah West Wing was not in the golden age of television uh, yeah. He said, screw these guys Got your first flight out of <laughs> <laughs> By the time you arrived here To set us straight We'd already put it back in the Golden Age of Television.
0: Which just saved me the trouble of giving you all a good slapping. In <laughs> fact, no, not all of you. Brett's the smart one. <laughs> he knew what was going on. We've got to record that as a bumper. Yeah, I think yeah.
2: so. <laughs> Brett's the smart one.
0: Uh, I- I'm glad you saw sense on that. We had some, there was some spirited discussion on the blog. There was. And there rightly was. so. There was. It's the blog at uh boxcolors.net, right? Yeah,
1: oh, see, nice. yeah. fourth Fourth BoxCutter. Box there you go. <laughs> Without a doubt, cop Without that, Marek. <laughs> <laughs> now, can we uh, can, can we talk about international news? Is that all right? Yeah. Can we do that? Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I
2: thought Golden Age of Television. We? No, that's important. More important. <laughs> that's,
1: that's, that's important. But still, Princess Diana still dead after ten years. <laughs> that's it. Where where were all the stories? What well, was I thought there was going to be something huge? Something huge was going to happen. The stories were there really it's nothing special but i thought conspiracy theories i thought they'd you know exhume the body i thought they'd do something well the
3: inquest is just starting up isn't it
0: yeah it's still in its preliminary stages that's the 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 english inquest the french inquest is long done um and uh, yeah it it, the proper hearings will commence later in the year Uh, they've been wrangling over whether or not there should be a jury they lost the coroner she dipped out um and they've been wrangling also over whether or not the queen should be called to testify. Muhammad wants that, God. So. Um, so this will go on and on.
1: Ma- but, but, Muhammad the prophet or Al Fayed?
0: No, uh, the Al Fayed. Right? Yeah, has he got a passport yet?
1: He's got still, A passport? Yeah,
0: he must have. Well, he owns Harrods. No, I think
3: I think they've knocked him back. I think that's been a bit of a thorn in his side. Uh, they refused to give know. him the passport. They, I didn't yeah. know that.
2: I, I know the two events are, are, are vastly different, but we've got. Another anniversary coming up, which is obviously September 11, mm. and we're going to get no end of garbage press about that. That's going to be just rammed down our throats. So,
3: but the six year anniversary, I, we didn't really see that much last year, did we?
2: It's it's still around. It's still a lot. I mean, you won't you won't uh, you won't be able to escape. Yeah. Turn a,
3: on your headlights during the day, and that's about it. They still they're they're so do, the,
0: the do the the reading of the names at Ground Zero all day long.
2: We won't be able to exchange, <laughs> escape it on the news. And I heard that they're going to show some kind of Oh, they going to show on, how the on, towers fell yeah, yet again? Yeah, one of those kind of specials, which I'm which I'm a little a little surprised about after all this time. You're well, right, though, Brett. There wasn't much last mm, year. Mm.
3: And well, uh, well, I, I actually believe that uh, Channel 9 are uh, commemorating that by returning 20 to 1 at uh, 7.30 on the <laughs> Tuesday, the 11th of September. Oh, ah,
1: really? That's the the 20 to 1 best airplanes to crash into buildings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so,
2: so that's when Dancing with the Star starts, obviously. <laughs> the...
3: Um, because that's, that's what they put twenty to one up against, isn't it? Dancing with the Stars.
2: Yeah,
1: God knows why. I
3: don't know. I it's figured somebody was panicking and Bert was sitting around doing nothing for his money and, <laughs> and to find something.
1: Do you find we pay you a lot more attention, James, when you're on the
0: phone? <laughs> Remarkably, <laughs> yes. And I don't know why, because it's not even like you're paying for the call. It's not like you're trying to get good value for triple R's money. <laughs> I'll just, just sit here. That's fine. Like, right. I, want, James... I want
1: to know. I want to know with. I think Ross makes a good point as far as September 11 coming up and uh, and all that crap being shown. Is there a point from a, a journalistic point of view where uh, it stops being commemorative and starts being just blatant exploitation?
0: I think um, in the case of Diana this time, there were legitimate things to report because the, the, the two young princes had organised a 10th anniversary memorial, um, all the senior royals, except for Camilla, were there. Um, a lot of other famous people, and uh, uh, some members of the public did that old thing again en mass of taking flowers to Kensington Gardens outside Kensington Palace, which was Diana's home. Those are things which can be legitimately reported. They're events which have happened. I don't think it's just sort of beating the drum and saying, "Well, it's the tenth anniversary. Go quick, go find someone who cares about it." Mm-hmm. You know, um, sometimes it's a fine line.
1: And uh, and and with those flowers being being laid out, is that really just the like English equivalent of hard rubbish day? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, yes, right. yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I
2: I always think they've missed an opportunity with Diana's death just uh, to make a point about seatbelts because if she'd worn seatbelt, she would have been alive today.
1: Yeah, which is which is a, that would be it would be such a controversial <laughs> ad campaign. <laughs> It's, it, it yeah,
0: belt up or suffer the pain. of yeah. Ten years <laughs> worth of this
2: crap. Oh, I just think they could they could encourage people, or they could have back ten years ago encourage more people to wear seatbelts.
1: I'd like to see a, a campaign of uh, stopping people from becoming famous, <laughs> because because then the paparazzi wouldn't follow them and wouldn't uh, cause yes. car accidents. Uh,
0: yeah not the paparazzi's fault.
1: No, not the paparazzi's fault. No, no, no. Whose fault was it?
0: Uh, Muhammad Al-Fayed's security people. Right. Didn't do the right thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I have been doing interviews of plenty <laughs> in the past couple of weeks with uh, all sorts of luminaries formerly attached to Princess Diana's household for the good people at A Current Affair I was doing this. Oh. And that's what her, f- her former head of security told me.
1: Oh, that's fascinating. So, as- They
0: should have driven more slowly and made her belt up. There you go, yeah, and, and, or and, or not have, and, and
3: not have a drunk driver,
0: yeah. and, and, a, and the Paps would just you know work around them.
3: There was that show on over the weekend um, with kind of like a reenactment and talking about um, Dodie had said not to take any of the palace security, and they were using mm-hmm. his guys. Ah, oh, okay. And everything they were driving around too fast and blah. blah, blah. So
0: well, pa- apparently that special didn't rate very well either. All right. So I wonder if people are starting to get over it a little bit.
2: As uh, as as kids are today, Diana,
0: who, Yeah, yeah who.
2: Yeah. Yeah. As as loyal oh, citizens Mr T Mr T <laughs>
1: The dude in the Snickers bar
3: right?
0: <laughs> I was telling James about that He hadn't seen the Snickers ad ah. No I hadn't seen it I, I, And I was telling Ross I was talking to a 21 year old A little while ago And somehow Mr T came up And he said who And I just felt old
1: Oh really <laughs> Yeah Oh that's terrifying <laughs>
0: Isn't it just we're it's, too young to be feeling old like that.
1: What do you mean you haven't heard about him, fool? That's <laughs> what you should have said. You know, i pity the fool who What's doesn't you know Drink who Mr. Your milk.
0: Is.
3: Drink your milk, fool. Now, James, uh, there's uh-oh, uh-oh. been there's you're
0: in trouble. Yeah, right, so it's on. <laughs> right,
1: let's go. Speaking of seatbelts, I'm strapping mine on. Yeah, now that's
2: it.
3: Now that we've done with uh, Europe, things are afoot at Channel Nine. Uh, Ray Martin, is he going? Is he staying? Uh, Was it depending on who on the announcement of uh, the new director of news and current affairs, who ended up being uh, John Westcott,
0: John Westercott? And
1: did he ask you for advice?
0: He did, he did, and I, I gave it, and um, that's when he kind of um, got all up in the air and changed his mind and decided to stick around to Channel Nine. Cause oh. I, I, I don't know, because you know you'd have to ask him. And Was it just a strategy
3: to uh, up his rate? With his contract negotiations at the end of this year?
0: I very much doubt that. I very much doubt that. And uh, I don't... uh, You know, after all this time, I don't think Ray needs to play those sort of games to get a little more coin. Mm -hmm. I think he's doing okay.
3: So what's the general feeling around uh, news and current affairs about the new appointment?
0: Uh, There's a very positive feeling about the new appointment. Um, Gary Linnell is a great fella and a great newsman. Um, A lot of people liked Gary got along with him very well, worked with him very well. But given the circumstances that prevailed and that he felt he couldn't stick around, a lot of people uh, are, are now... There's a very positive feeling that Westie, who has been with Nine for more than 20 years and has been the executive producer of 60 Minutes for more than a decade, mm-hmm. knows the place, knows the people, um, knows telly, and can just immediately implement whatever ideas he has, which he must have formulated from being in the place.
1: If he starts sacking reporters, just if, you know, with budget mm-hmm. cuts and stuff, if he starts sacking reporters at Channel 9, do they become the reporters that John Westercott rejects? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was so
3: late.
1: I've been he, sitting on that for a week. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. Gary,
2: uh, Gary Linnell didn't have to do any firing, no, did he? Did he have to do lots of firing? <laughs> it, it, it's mostly the CEO, like, Eddie had to do a lot of firing and yeah, James uh, Brown has to do a lot of
0: firing now that he's in charge. Jeff Brown. <laughs> Dan Brown. James Brown. Dan Brown. Got it. Got it. Oh, I, sorry, I see what you did there. Yeah. That's right. The godfather of television. Um, uh, no, uh, Gary arrived just before there was an announcement of 100 layoffs in News and Current Affairs last mm. year. Uh, the department heads, as I understand it, were responsible for identifying who... Yeah, okay. yeah, yep. you know, yeah. Who it was going to be? But, but, yeah, okay. But uh, not, not
1: responsible for. Not like Eddie had to take bear the brunt of it.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right.
1: So, what changes? Do you think we're going to see a lot of fast changes for the better at at nine? Now that uh, now that Westercott's there in for, for news and current affairs, do you think nine is going to reclaim that mantle as, as being? The one that people turn to for their news and uh, and with sweet georgia brand in, in in charge are they going to to build up as well
0: i i, I you know i think um Nine's news and current affairs is really not that far from where it used to be
1: well n- not not in quality i'll i'll grant no, you I'm that. you think...
0: I'm, t- I'm talking figures really uh, uh, in I, in in Melbourne, I'm
1: talking, I'm talking particularly six o'clock bulletin. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. Are just you
0: just talking just...
3: figures post AFL players? Not talking to Channel Seven anymore.
0: No, no. because no, yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> that I'm talking figures over certainly the past couple of months in Melbourne, where there's been a, a pretty significant clawback. Um, uh, like,
2: Sunday night,
0: Channel Nine still seems to be winning quite clearly. Yeah, the, with the six o'clock bulletin, certainly in um, Sydney as well. Um, Today's show is winning in Melbourne. 60 Minutes clearly is a powerhouse, always has been. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's its way back. um, uh, A Current Affair has been doing really well in Melbourne, off the back of the news, um, and doing not bad figures in Sydney. You know, sorry,
1: sorry. I was talking about news and you're and talking about account, news. Online. I was talking about news and the current affairs. I wasn't talking about light entertainment, just law temptation.
0: <laughs> right, my bad. Sorry. Uh,
1: I I also want
2: to. Uh, you shouldn't talk about it like that because clearly he's been doing
0: a lot for a current affair <laughs> over Yeah, over yeah. Over yeah you know those people are help, helping me pay my rent. <laughs> you
1: just <laughs> stop it. So
0: um, so I, 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 no, look. I don't want to sound like an apologist. Clearly, we're not you know as dominant as we were in past years. But but I. I It's very easily portrayed uh, because we have slipped from that incredible pedestal of a couple of decades length um, or duration rather. It's easy, easy to portray us as being, you know, in the doldrums, and I don't think we're that either.
1: Well, and also you have to remember that, A, we're Australians, and, B, we're television critics, so we, we really need to cut down any tall poppies that we see. Yeah, there's a bit of so, that. So you, you've got to understand that. We're just jiving yeah? We're just jiving yeah? yeah. You. I'm, I'm down Your with Your network's it. shit. We're just jibing. <laughs> you.
0: Uh, before,
1: before we go uh, on, off this segment, uh, Channel 7 last week... Uh, with with the the doctors' reports mm-hmm. and being banned by by the AFL and uh, all sorts of things, would that have happened at nine? No. Okay, that's the end of that segment.
0: No, <laughs> no I, I, there, there's a fine line. There's a fine line, and I think most news people know where that line is and when not to cross it, and why.
1: Because we've we've seen this we've seen this before with videotapes. Being offered to the highest bidder, and and the videotapes having uh, something you know untoward on them, uh, so we've we've seen these things happen. Uh, there were no reports of of these uh, medical files being taken around to the highest bidder. Is is it possible that that uh, that Channel Seven I, just just went for them? They saw them and knew that they were too good to to let anyone else have.
0: I'm told um, no. Too good doesn't come into it. You do not publish or broadcast the details of people's private medical files.
1: End of story. Can we That's cut it. out segment five, please? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: but but you were saying to me earlier before the show, uh, there were ways Channel 7 could have done the
0: story and, and come off looking fantastic. I think they yes, there are. I think they could have turned it into a story about how outrageous it was that somehow the private medical files of two AFL players had been leaked. Yep. Or stolen, allegedly, or found in a gutter as they reported, and they could have made themselves look very good by trying to help out those AFL players. Um, I, I think they could also... There's been this excuse going around from them that uh, this is sometimes what happens in, under the in the heat of the deadline pressure that comes in a newsroom. And I have two answers to that. First, if you've bought the material, sit on it, assess it, really make a proper decision about whether or not you should be using it and whether it's, it's, it is what it purports to be and whether it's appropriate. Further to that, if you want to use it that day um, and you want to talk about deadline pressure, y- you're a journalist or, or a news director in a TV newsroom. If you can't handle decision-making under the pressure of a deadline, <laughs> don't be there. <laughs> Well, there was also because conf- you know <laughs> that's kind of what it's about.
3: <laughs> However, there was also the conflict in this case where uh, Channel Seven knew that there was an injunction being a- uh, applied for uh, and knew that that was likely to be coming through.
0: Did they though? Because I don't think the in- the if- there was no suggestion of in- of an injunction from what I heard until after 6 p.m. It didn't make it anywhere near a courtroom until after they had aired it. That Friday I,
2: I, I did hear the same. I did hear that, mm. uh, but I heard that via the Footy Show. So I, I mean, that's obviously not the most reputable place to be hearing these things from. So I don't know if that story's come from from the same source. Well, I don't know. Possibly it, it, it,
1: there are there are ways to tell on the Footy Show if if they they've got a reputable uh, source or not on something like that. Was Sam Newman in a dress?
2: Uh, he was, No, he was in a jacket with he Gary Line. Was Lyons crying. Yeah, Jerry, Gary, Gary Line's crying face imprinted all over it after he broke his leg. All right,
1: legitimate, completely legitimate. There you go. So? <laughs> James, thanks so much for uh, for talking about the hard stuff and and facing Brett's questions.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I'll have more. He's a big pussycat, really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Box cat 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 is the cat uh, the cat the
2: cat cat uh, drama series that premiered last, last Monday night Last we Monday were doing night. Big Episode 100 And we've seen it eating, twice since <laughs> Eating all the cake Yeah, it's been on twice since it's hasn't been, it? Yeah. it was, it on, was Friday on Friday night,
1: night and, uh, and then this afternoon at midday Okay This all afternoon, right. we're recording this on Monday So it was uh, Monday at midday uh, I want to point out uh, that Channel 7 Are really on the ball with the City Homicide Because driving through the city streets today Still, lots of uh, billboards up that say, premiering soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've, uh,
2: they've spent a lot of money on it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, reportedly upwards of 600000 an episode. Yep. Which is, uh, which is quite a lot. Did, have you, have it, you guys
1: seen I the have, first episode? I, s- I saw the first two episodes, the, the double episode. The, the double episode, th- yep. yep. Uh, and you can tell they've spent a lot of money on it. They've spent a lot of, lot of money on shooting it. Yep. Let's, let's say that. They've obviously spent a lot of money on shooting it. Yep. I don't know if they spent a lot of money on writing it. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I have to say about City Homicide. Uh, I think the, the acting is quite good. I think the actors that they have are fantastic. It's, it's a really good cast. When did Daniel McPherson become everything to everybody? Uh, when, like- he was on, when, when he got uh, legitimised on the bill. But the bill's hardly a step up from Neighbours. Oh, it's, it, it's, it's a step sideways from Neighbours. It's the same, it's the same crap, different country. Exactly. Mm. But
2: I, it, Neighbours to me is like the Australian idol of acting. It's, it, you, you might get a career out of it. Your looks are far more important than your talent. Good luck to you.
1: But a lot of, a lot of good actors have come out of Neighbours and, and Home and Away. Undoubtedly. But so a lot of shit actors have come out yes. too. I think Daniel McPherson is halfway between those. Yeah. Uh, that being said, he's he has the best role to play. He's the only role. His is the only role with with more than one uh, angle to it. This, this is
2: set and uh, set and shot in Melbourne, so it's good to see something something local. Now I know Daniel McPherson's got the name, and I know some people will probably watch because of him. However. There are thousands of young actors
3: in Melbourne oh, yeah. who, who could do as good or better jobs. But he hasn't been the, the focus of the advertising campaign. It's very much been a... a, a, a it's the
1: team, the ensemble. Yeah, yeah, the ensemble. yeah, definitely, definitely, and, without uh, a doubt. And without Shane Bourne, if anybody, has been the face of it. Well, that's because Shane Bourne is the most prominent member of the team at, at the moment because he's on one of the highest rating shows in Australia. Being <laughs> on Being on Thank God You're Here, I think, has... Oh, uh, the Great Aussie Joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, since since you've been away, James,
0: ah, things have changed a lot. Thi- things have changed, although mm. oh, well, not much. <laughs> no,
1: no, not a, not a whole bit. Although sh- he doesn't, he doesn't. Hey ho, hey ho anymore. Which oh, I was, oh, like, I'm devastated. I, I, she- really, I was really hoping City Homicide would start with a bit of hey <laughs> ho, hey ho, thrill seekers. We've got a body. <laughs> Didn't happen.
2: He, he's just very muted, and I, I usually quite like muted acting, but uh, I don't think there's much to his style. You're talking about Bourne? Yeah, but he was, other than he just speaks softly. He was muted in, in uh, MDA as well. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's got, he's mm. got, he's kind of one tone for his serious acting. Didn't, he just kind of talks slowly and seriously.
1: Which is a, a nice change from the rest of the cast who feel the need to shout all of their lies. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, pa-
3: Aaron, Aaron Peterson was Aaron, particularly annoying. Aaron Peterson he wasn't his, fantastic, his was He's mumbling shouting.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's just, that, that, that's just a, a little bit ridiculous. The actors they have are really good, though. I mean, Aaron Peterson is a good actor. That's why he keeps getting the work. Daniel McPherson is a not-bad actor. That's why he keeps getting... He's a not-bad actor and quite good-looking by all reports, so mm-hmm. that's why he keeps getting the work. Shane Bourne... Did well in MDA. That's yep. why he's got the work. Noni Hazelhurst, great actor. That's why she got the work. The Big dead. Ted
0: and Little Ted, they rocked too. They,
1: they <laughs> did. They they, don't, they they turn out floating in a pool in episode four. It's oh, good to see that uh,
3: that Irish dude from Cop Shops now the assistant commissioner.
1: Yes. He, was also, <laughs> he made it. <laughs> he, he was also in, in GP, it was pointed out to me yes, on the radio this yes. week. And Nadine
2: Gardner. Uh, uh, Nadine Gardner.
1: N- Nadine Garner, uh, was uh,
2: fantastic in Henderson Kids.
1: Yes, uh, <laughs> and and other stuff she's done. It's good films to see she's got insight back from yeah from
2: she, she was actually saying uh, oh, in a, in a bit was such of press, a terrible show. In a bit of press I read during the week, she's saying really annoys her when people say, "Oh, you're a great in the and kids. Why haven't you done anything since?" <laughs> Given that she's been, she has been working for the she, last twenty years.
1: Yes, she she has done heaps of work, and she's she's very good at what she does. So they've obviously spent a lot of money getting cast and getting the names. They've spent a lot of money. ...on the shooting of it, because it looks fantastic. Yep. The sets look great. uh, All the external shots look great. And there there are a lot of exterior shots Mm -hmm. in this. The script was just appalling. It tells the story of a homicide detective team in Melbourne. That's all you need to know. Yep. Uh, Yep. And that's not enough anymore.
2: No. I, I... you see uh, yeah there was a few clichés in it that really that really kind of annoyed me like uh, uh Nadine Gardner's character Garner. Gardner's character uh, you know she's a she's a woman in a man's world yeah you know that's... she she's fighting for recognition and she, the only way she can get taken seriously is if she proves herself time and time again Now, I don't know much about modern policing that's Well no
3: the way that she got ahead was uh, to get her lead a dude to have a heart attack which uh, what's his <laughs> face yeah to that's modern it? policing yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: you see because it might it, that might be the case in, in modern policing but in, in drama it's just a cliche we've seen it all before we've seen that particularly in Australian drama that woman striving to be taken seriously and get ahead you know it's just a but, cliche but, we don't but just to because see it we've
3: seen it doesn't mean that it doesn't actually happen
2: yeah but, no, but that's what I'm saying we've seen it too many times in drama I don't want to see it anymore just
3: cliche just change it. pretend it. it doesn't happen yeah, if it's st- but if it why, still happens... Why happened- can't
2: she be a woman who
1: gets taken seriously?
3: Well, I'm sure that she will,
1: as... Why can't she start like that? Why doesn't it start like that? Why can't she be... Uh- Let's not have an issue at all that she's a woman. Wouldn't that be novel?
2: I mean, we're not in the 70s here. It's ridiculous.
3: I, it wouldn't surprise me if that culture is still quite endemic in the police force. Yeah, but it's, as it does As I
2: it's just television. said to
1: you, in drama, <laughs> it's a cliche, we've seen okay. it, I don't want to see it again. It's, it's fiction. Fictionalise it. We don't need that little bit of boring reality. (laughs) And that's... The
2: other other thing was the the language. You know, when they're speaking, uh, they go and talk to the hotel staff and the hotel staff, cleverly to avoid detection by the police, start speaking in Italian. And then, wouldn't you know it, one of the police officers speaks italian in, like it's, in one of the worst italian accents i've ever it's, yeah, it's just such a who's
3: done the wet, So <laughs> it's just such a
2: crock you know like that that's such a cliched way of, of of coming about it and even if they were in that situation the hotel staff even if they did speak in italian they'd probably say let's not talk about it now or can we talk about this later not oh they're asking us about the case here's the important bit of information they need to know
1: yeah it- Exposition in Italian is still exposition. <laughs> and that's... I, I also think if we look just at the story of last week's episode of City Homicide, uh, and, and we look at the progress of solving this crime, and uh, and it all seems to make sense and and goes forward very cleverly, and and they were oh is it this guy or oh, it's not that guy oh well we'll try to f- find out what that guy knows and using
2: using their heads old fashioned police work rather than the newfangled kind of CSI you know forensic yeah. blood in the carpet which is
1: which is always always great to watch that's a, a nice nice little bit of drama and then shit we've only got half an hour to go what about this as an idea yes that's brilliant you must be right and then they go and just solve the case <laughs> that way that's, that. That to me just seemed like the laziest bit of writing, and then the the whole pretense of of this guy, this crook who would none of what he did rang true
2: hmm.
1: none of his reasoning behind <laughs> it let like the, the reasoning on its own didn't ring true. Why would you kill the kids yeah. like that that just did not make sense. But then they also hadn't thought through the process that he had to go through in order to kill these kids in the fires. I've thought through it. <laughs> and, and what he would have to do is wait for the mother to leave, for the kids to be alone, then get the dog out of the car, walk up to the house, tell the story about the dog being hit by, hit by the car. Then he'd have to find something to do with the dog while he gets the kids and locks them in a room, how he's going to wrangle three kids into one room, I've no idea, but he does that. So after doing all of that, then the dog, he puts the dog down somewhere, we don't see the dog again, then he has to go back to his van, get the piece of electrical equipment (laughs) that he has hours before jimmied up so that it will set on fire when he plugs it in, and then watch the flames go up get the dog from wherever the dog's gone, leave the house. That just didn't ring true, even from a psychotic point of view. Like, it just made absolutely no sense. They were throwing shit at the wall and going, we need to solve this, we've got half an hour left. And given people were so
2: concerned about the uh, crime rate in Mount Thomas a few years ago, uh, given it was such a small town, I think they're going to have the same problems with Melbourne. Pretty soon.
1: Well, yeah, and Mount Thomas was fictional. <laughs> yes, exactly.
2: So I think uh, I think people are going to start getting worried about living in Melbourne
1: I, based I, on this. I already, I already am. That's if that's the writing we're producing. I already am worried about living in Melbourne. <laughs> but a couple of things. There's got to be an audience for this, surely.
2: If I'll there keep was an watching. audience, really? Yeah. If there was an audience for Blue Heelers, I think there's an audience for this.
3: Well, I think that the the important thing for Seven is to make sure that it doesn't turn into a soap and it does stay as a drama. Yep. Yep, that makes sense. And Sea Patrol, it's a
2: hundred times better than Sea Patrol. Navy Sea Boat. <laughs> I, I would, I would gladly watch this over Sea Patrol any oh, time, any, any, any day, day of the week. Yeah.
1: And this is, uh, I was trying to tell some people at work that they sang to me. Oh, did you see that crap that was on Channel Seven? I said, Have you seen Navy Sea Boat? And they <laughs> went, they went, no. I went, well, it's like a shining beacon of Australian drama compared to Navy Sea Boat. Mm. And uh, and they said, No, nah, it's a turd. I've gone, yeah, but what a turd. That's, I mean, that's. That's basically the, the the way we have to look at it. It is uh, it is the best new show we've seen in a long time. But wouldn't it wouldn't it be nice to
2: because we obviously record on Monday nights? Wouldn't it be nice to have this show and record it and be really excited about watching it each week and just think oh, that would be great? the the way the way you think about like Lost each week. The
1: the way I did with The Surgeon every week yeah, when yeah, we yeah. when we recorded Box Cutters on a Thursday. I would love to get home to watch The Surgeon. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, I was really hoping that City Homicide would be like that because we obviously have the talent and they had the money to spend. But I think Channel 7 have just ruined it a little bit. Are you one of those that follows, <laughs> follows. 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 the ads? Now I can talk
3: students. as
1: much as I Freeze want. no, no, This is Ricardo
3: Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July go down on you.
1: And here with our special
0: foreign i don't buy it james talia i was so appalled i thought of you guys immediately that happens a lot this,
1: <laughs>
0: this is such a piece of crap this ad i was so appalled on both occasions that i saw it on my television in london that i can't even tell you what the product's name is because I just (laughs) sat there in disgust.
1: I'd like to think that you were so appalled you had to get on a plane. And come straight here and tell you about it.
0: Um, This is an ad for a concentrated laundry detergent. Right. And mum is in a vast meadow, the traditional English green rolling countryside across which somehow is strung a washing line. Your mum's hanging up the clothes in the middle of nowhere. And the, the, the hook to it is, and this is why, clearly why she's in this green rolling meadow, because it's a concentrate, you need less of it. And because there's less of it in the box, you can fit more in a truck. <laughs> so if you use the concentrate... It could help save up to 14,000 lorry journeys every year in Britain. (laughs) If that's not the longest bow I've seen in quite some time. (laughs) At which point, of course, it becomes apparent that mum is stringing up the washing in the middle of nowhere because she's in this beautiful environment.
1: Be- because she's got so many
0: carbon credits
1: that really? she can afford to drive all the way out to the countryside to hang out with her Exactly. This-,
0: <laughs> this is, this is the, the, the most, and it's not just bad because it's a cynical attempt to cash in on the concern that people now have on the envi- for the environment. It's so ham-fisted as well. It's just <laughs> that is, not subtle in any way. That is
1: intellectual dishonesty that would rival Mike Moore.
0: See, there you go. That's fantastic. I don't buy it. I
1: don't buy it, James. Good evening, viewers. This is Sandra Sultry. I've been playing with my box on the box gutters. Of course, when she says box, she means vagina. (laughs) 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 I've been waiting
0: for someone to blow the lid off that one for (laughs) three weeks now.
1: I mean, television.
3: (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Talking of boxes, Californication Uh, hit local screens on Monday night. Was there much fuss about it? (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing.
2: Nothing. I, I Not had nothing. No, no, The sure Christians
3: nah. hate it. The Christians feel uh, sick and tired of being attacked and say that it, that Islam wouldn't uh, have the same kind Wait, of. Uh, is that the Christians or is insults. that Andrew, is that Andrew Bolt? Uh, the Christians and Andrew Bolt. because yeah, that uh,
2: sounds one and the same with Andrew Bolt's column after his after his first six paragraphs of calling them pornographers, <laughs> followed up by uh, followed up by him describing every single sexual act in the in the show as if it was on slow-mo in front of you and Just in
0: fact repeating yes yeah. some of them yeah.
2: And yeah,
1: so in fact, I just, I, I just in wonder, fact, wonder if I've the, never uh, gotten so hot reading Bolt as I did then.
0: I, I just the, the, the two executives from Ten that he was talking about. I, I mean, I wonder if the stock exchange has been told of the fact that they're pornographers. That's probably relevant information. So. Peter <laughs> Foley, Grants, Blackley, pornographers. Uh, the uh, this <laughs> According is a, to Bolt, according to Bolt, uh, allegedly, you know, all of that stuff.
1: From the Age, uh, Australian Christian lobby spokeswoman woman Glynis Quinlan described Californication as a threat to community standards.
0: But I think weren't the Christian lobby people also forced to admit that they were uh, making their comments without the benefit of having seen the damn show? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but why should that stop them? It's never stopped them it's in the past. never stopped
0: everything, yeah. Man.
1: And this is, okay, this is the thing about Californication. I can't...
2: W- was it the cigarette in the font that they were objecting to? Or was it the blowjob from the nun?
1: I think pro- probably uh, the
2: uh, sex with the 16-year-old. Oh really? So it had nothing to do with the. No, I'm, just, with the, uh, I'm
1: guessing. I don't know. I'm. I'm no, it was the nun.
2: It was the nun. It was it, the nun it, it it was in front of the crucifix. It, it wasn't the cigarette in the, in the font. I'm sure that would have offended no, you, many, quite a few people.
3: In any, anything that I read over the week. Yeah.
2: To be fair, I,
1: I, to be fair to the Christian lobby, as fair as as their being to, uh, to to the show. I'm going to criticise their comments without having actually
0: read them. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I can tell you that in, in, in one of the stories I read about this, there was even, whoever had written it was a great pains to mention that the woman in question used to be the little girl on The, nattie, the Nanny. Yes. All grown up. As though uh, this was somehow made even worse from the fact that she was once smaller. <laughs> <laughs> It's, He's a retrospective
3: pedophile. Yeah, right. yeah that was
0: the implication. Was, well, was certainly my inference. It's, so you, can't you can't with, really clutching at straws now. You can't have
1: sex with children or people who have been children. Right. Everyone knows Ever. that. Ever. Ever. Right. <laughs> Ever. Everyone knows that. The, uh, the uh, Here's the thing. We, we knew that it was going to get controversy. We said, Ross, you said on this show mm. that Channel 10 were doing it especially to get controversy. Well, That's the that, only that, reason they that could that put first,
2: it at 9.30. That first scene in the church. I mean, it, we, you watch it and it's just written for that
1: effect. Do we think that anybody actually watched the show because they liked David Duchovny? How oh. did it rate? Oh, it rated,
3: uh, it rated pretty well. It,
2: it, yeah, it, it was great
1: some, for a 9.45 slot.
2: It, it had some tough competition. I think nationally it was around a million mark, right. uh, which is pretty good considering that it was yeah, uh, up against um, City Homicide.
1: What's well, doing better than the nation did. Uh, at that time on a on a Tuesday, it's mm. on Monday. I know, so I'm saying it's better than the nation did at that time, but on a Tuesday. But
3: Tuesday's your dead night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the because uh, the, the thing is, I've watched the first three episodes of Californication. Mm. Did you like the third one a bit more than the second one? Uh, no, really? The, I thought that I thought the I. I when you said
2: last week you, d- you thought it was uh, crap, I certainly didn't think it had gone down that much. But I did think the second one wasn't as good as the first or the third one, and I really like the third one again.
1: There are there are bits of it that I just uh, I just go, why why is that in there? There's so much story that can be told uh, f- about this character, and bits bits of the third episode were, were fantastic, mm. uh, but it just it doesn't have that. Mark of fantastic that I was, I was yep. hoping to, to see on it, mm-hmm. especially with with uh, Duchovny involved. I have so much respect for him as as an artist that I really thought it would be a, a lot better that he'd, he'd go and eh, this is a bit crap. Can we change it up? Uh, obviously that either hasn't happened or he's so glad to have a regular paycheck again <laughs> that he doesn't want to rock the boat. Uh, but the the controversy- plus, he gets to
0: see that woman's tits.
1: Yeah, which uh,
0: sorry, which, Andrew,
1: <laughs> you can't say tits on a podcast. <laughs> Shit, Balls will have your nuts. The uh, uh, the controversy, though. I mean, this is this is my thing. Are people watching it just for the controversy, or are they going to watch it because it might be a show they they enjoy?
2: No, I I think like Kath and Kim, I think the
0: numbers will go down very quickly.
1: Right. Right, oh, later on we have to talk about Kath and Kim.
0: You're goddamn right we do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's that's Californication. There's been a lot of talk about that show. Maybe too much talk. Thank you, Bono. Hi, it's Pete Smith. They're not really naughty boys. They're just box cutters going about their business. We have to get that man back
0: on. Well, I must speak to Pete about that, actually. You, they really are naughty boys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'd love to get him back on If you, if you do speak to him in the, in the corridors Say The boys want to have you back on right,
0: I sure will I sure will
1: uh, The uh, New segment New segment New segment Boxcutters file. Breaking in a new segment yeah, we don't know how often we can have this. Very very rarely are there rumours as, as big as this, but...
3: I think we've got to come up with a better name for it uh, and, and oh God, one that doesn't think, rip off uh, 3AW. That one's probably pretty well taken <laughs>
0: oh, here in Melbourne. Oh, yeah, yeah, i forgot. Okay, let's... Gossip file?
1: Gossip in a box. What about, what about hot gossip? Because they used to be the dancers yeah. on the Kenny yeah. Everett show. That was sexy. All right, all right. Do the do the thing again, and then I'll do a short one, and then we'll come back with the segment. Okay. And now on Box Cutters, a brand new segment: hot gossip. That's how Kenny Everett used to say it. Hot gossip. That, that worked a treat. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was that was worth the whole thing. That was worth the whole thing. Uh... James, do you want to go first? Should I go first?
2: No, James had some great stuff in follow-up to what we were talking about last week uh, with uh, why Temptation was going off, um, a possible reason why...
0: Uh, who Wants to Be a Millionaire, was coming back on. But Josh had a, a really good rumour about why that was happening, so I thought okay, well, maybe I'll, he'd uh, go first. Oh, sorry. I'll uh,
1: gossip. I had gossip, not a rumour. We can't oh, sorry, use rumors. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. 3AW, you have that. Uh, okay, what I heard during the week was, uh, especially following the weekend, how curious it was that A1E Maguire had appeared on Channel 7 Football... Uh, the AFL coverage, E Maguire was on in a week when the AFL had banned anyone talking to uh, to Channel Seven because of their shenanigans. And uh the AFL don't, No, no, that's ban that's anyone. not correct. No, that's that's not correct. The that's, AFL didn't ban anyone. The, the players' association, association banned people.
3: The players should do what they feel is right, and and a lot of them aren't speaking to Channel Seven.
0: And as a consequence, mm-hmm. the clubs, while fully supporting the decision of their players. Said that they would still put up officials to do the interviews. And given that Friday night's game was a Collingwood game, I guess that's why Ed was there.
1: Right. Well, that shoots down my ringer in flames. Was are just going
0: to be uh, Ed appearing at halftime. It clearly shows that next year he's going to be on Channel 7 doing game shows and all sorts of other things. What Talk was, shows.
1: what I was leading to.
0: Yeah, not so much. I'm
1: not sure right. if I mentioned it last week, uh, but apparently... It was to... huge. It was so huge when I... Sorry. I'm oh, sorry. I dots. feel bad. I feel I so really excited. bad now. It's, I don't even want to do the segment I can anymore. see how disappointed you are. I
0: feel... Uh, no, that's see, no more hot gossip. No, nothing. No, that's did, it.
3: I, did I mention... No, I've got, I've got hot gossip. Did I mention last week that uh, possibly Channel 9 actually have to show an episode of Millionaire to keep the rights... Ah! <laughs>
0: ...alive? <laughs> it's my I didn't mention that last week. I no, I don't think you did. It's my understanding from conversations I've had uh, at GTV in the past couple of days that indeed this has happened because there's a contractual requirement for a certain number of episodes to be screened by the end of the year... Or Nine loses the rights to the format, which clearly they don't want to do. But... We don't want to do.
2: Which, again, begs the question, why why take off a high-rating show? It's... Take off the news. (laughs) (laughs) No one's watching that anymore.
0: (laughs) Not Sydney. Um, uh, 25 episodes are required by the end of the year, so clearly it can't be Weekly. Mm-hmm. If it's going to be nightly, it's got to be a half hour. It's already failed at five thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, you could put it on at six thirty, but you know that would be being as nasty as you just were to me. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, they they generally. I don't think it's after seven thirty. It's appropriate to show a half hour millionaire, mm-hmm. which kind of really narrows the options. Yeah, yep,
1: but that's true. but even if it doesn't do well at five thirty, if they're just doing it for contractual obligation. Why not just spit them out, get rid of them? It's going to do better than Antiques Roadshow.
0: Road <laughs>
1: but I can see Antiques Roadshow uh, on uh, on Foxtel almost constantly. You're just a spoil sport. <laughs>
2: why, don't, why don't they just cheat like they do with just about every other show and and just have an hour once a week, but call it two episodes?
0: Because I think the. the I think the people who probably hold the rights to the format or who created the format would twig to that.
2: Really? Because
1: we as Australian viewers haven't.
0: Yeah. That's like
2: with the grand final. We'll have the grand final, but it won't be, you know, the whole grand final coverage. It'll be pre-show grand final, halftime entertainment and post-show so that Channel 10 get the top four rating slots for that day.
0: Yeah, and Maka and Robbo say Hey, come over and watch the grand final And when they say that, they mean everything from 10 in the morning until 6 at night Exactly That's the grand final Yeah,
1: so it should just be one Yeah, but 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 what, what Ross is saying is Why would uh, Endemol are there, Is Endemol? It is Endemol uh, well, Yeah, I think it is, yeah Why would Endemol be any smarter than Ostam?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right So what was I thinking? Uh, and... and by the way, Foxtel apologist, <laughs> there might be a hell of a lot of people out there who don't have Foxtel who really like Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> well,
1: that's that's true. Why can't they show Antiques Roadshow at five, though, in a lead-in to Millionaire? Okay. If Antiques Roadshow is doing so well for them, why don't they use it as a lead-in to Millionaire and build Millionaire's ratings? <laughs> I you were
2: going to say, if Antiques Roadshow is doing so well, why don't they move it? <laughs> Which seems to be the general MO at nine. <laughs>
1: Well, let's move it on, Marriott. I yeah. think that's that's yeah. the
3: way it goes. Hey, while we're on gossip, uh, an anonymous tipster is reporting that Jana Events may soon be presenting a one-hour current affairs program on Channel Seven.
1: Uh, uh, they, they did that already. <laughs> that's that's news from like eight years ago. <laughs> 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 uh, the report uh,
3: speculates that the show will air at 6.30pm on Sunday nights uh, To not yeah, only spoil the already. 60 Minutes program But to capitalise on the strong 7 News leading audience
0: What's so strong 7 hipster? News leading audience? They're losing Sunday nights Where's, uh,
1: where's Jamie Jury's best backyards in the yeah. world going to go?
0: Yeah, that's, that's a Friday good Friday nights
2: <laughs> oh, <when laughs> the, Friday, Sunday—it's no, the same thing. They've done the, it before. When the footy's done right.
1: <laughs>
3: um, Vent will be joined by seven reporters, Adrian Brown and Chris Reason and two other unnamed journalists. Uh, yeah, Paul Barry. The former, <laughs> it's
0: going to be called Witness.
3: Yeah, they've done that. <laughs> the former Channel 9 News chief, Mark Llewellyn, is behind the project and he's being helped by Gerald Stone. Oh, so this, this is what he's been
2: doing because Channel 7 have been saying... Mark Llewellyn's working on something Don't worry, we didn't just employ him to do nothing
1: He's working on rehashing Witness from all those years ago <laughs> According and, to the Times.: So <laughs> are they going to have the little supers that, ca- that came up on Witness as well That explains what you're watching in a nutshell
0: No, no. that was The Times
1: Oh, was that the... Was that, that was, oh, that and The was, Times was actually good That was Paul Barry as well, though uh,
0: Originally it was Neil Mercer Right It was Paul Barry for a little while It right. wasn't as good I we off. digress
3: Word has it that uh, The show started early
1: 1995? 2008
0: 2008
3: 2008 Early 2008 All, this, this.
2: Also from a rumour file uh, They're apparently going to have a show Where they push men into a pool <laughs> <laughs> For
3: no apparent reason
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what else happened I can't believe <laughs> Pushed in by it. women in bikinis yeah, yeah, I women, can't women, believe yeah. that
1: you loved Man O Man so much, Ross You loved it Friend what? of mine was on it I, oh, oh Friend of mine was on was, it too
3: Really?
2: Yeah all I know is that people were pushing in pools. That's Not a week
1: goes by you don't bring up Man O Man and hope uh, you, that it comes you back. back. That's
2: the first time I've mentioned it. Now, listen. I mentioned it last week.
1: I can't tell the two of you apart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here. I can't tell you apart, really. So, um, you you changed the subject. So oh, doing, yeah. Sorry. 60 Witness or whatever it's going to be called. <laughs> um, this, there's been talk of this show... Uh, going around since not long after Mark Llewellyn went to Channel Seven, that they were they were working on a sixty-minute style show, probably um, designed to get a younger audience. Maybe not not quite in the sixty um, style content-wise, but uh, along those lines.
1: Oh, well, there goes Chris Masters' hope at uh, <laughs> coming on board. Yeah,
0: um, and the and the last I heard of it, it had been shelved. So whether or not they're reviving the idea, I don't know. I, I have to now say the I, was, available. I was speaking to someone earlier in the year who had been um from from Channel Seven, uh who had been um uh looking at taking part and that it was no longer going ahead at that point. That was probably you know, April, May of this year. Mm. Right. You I, know, if they I, I think it'd be good if they want to have a crack at something, that's that's all right. But I I don't know if they still are.
1: I think, I think that uh, competition in that area can only increase the, the quality of Australian journalism. If there are more primetime shows trying to do good Australian journalism, then maybe that will make 60 Minutes try to lift its game even more, and then 7 will try to lift its game more, and eventually what we get is uh, uh, Wall Street Journal versus New York Times on television. Or... We get just a Sunday version of today Tonight versus Our Current Affair. No, 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 and, no, no, no. And, Lifting, and lifting, Brett, lifting.
2: And what's going to happen to Where Are They Now? They'll have to move to a different part of the schedule and that will confuse everybody. No. It'll be,
1: oh, Where, no, where are, are They, they Now?
3: now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, uh, Koshi, man, uh, Father of the Year.
1: Yeah, it's not pork yet.
2: <laughs> Hi, this is Jess Maguire from Defamer Australia and other Malaki? And you're
0: listening to my favourite podcast, Box Cutters.
2: Hey, uh, speaking of Jess McGuire, uh, she had a uh, column in the Sunday Age this week.
1: Yes, yes, she's, uh, she's filling in for uh, someone else uh, Mia, uh, Mia Friedman. Yep. Mia yeah, Friedman. So that
2: was good to see.
1: Y- you know what? It's fantastic to see because Mia Friedman should not be writing that column. Jess okay. McGuire should definitely <laughs> be writing that column. Mia Friedman, she says enough stuff.
2: Right, right, okay. That's, now, all, that's all I've got to say on that. Now, James, I wanted to just... We're running out of time, so I guess I just want to talk to you quickly about uh, your career as a journalist and how you came to be the high-profile, high-powered, box-cutters, international correspondent. Uh,
0: just lucky.
1: Now, now I've known you... Oh, oh hang on. I have to say, uh, we had a, a comment from uh, our listener, The Roster, uh, who said that maybe instead of international correspondent or instead of European correspondent... Uh, we had James Talia, an Australian correspondent. <laughs> I'm down with that. <laughs>
2: uh, now, uh, yeah, I've known you for uh, for quite a while, probably like 20 years or yeah, something uh, now. So, like uh, that, yeah. uh, uh, so I'm going to have to play devil's advocate a bit here. But w- did you always want to be a journalist? Uh, yes, Ross, I did.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I, I, and I, I know you want to do this because I, you know, get on and, and spruik my stuff and. Uh, People probably think I have no credibility at all. So no, no, not at all. But i, I th- I've come th- from I think bit. it's it's an interesting story. I I did always want to be a journalist and um, particularly a political journalist. Since since you were how old? Probably ten or eleven, I think. Okay. So what wow. what is
1: it that that makes someone become Alex P. Keaton like that? <laughs> <laughs> it,
2: it, it's, it's worse than that. Am I allowed to? Am I allowed to? No. Run? Okay. What <laughs> what? <laughs> so, what made you want to become a
0: journalist? I was, I don't know, I, you know, I was uh, uh, perversely a big fan of Darren Hinch uh, oh, okay. back in those days. On his he radio went, stuff? Or the no, 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 his was when he was doing telly and I thought H- he was... Doing Hinch? Yes. Yep. It was such crusading, it was marvellous, you know. Shame. And, <laughs> shame.
1: And I also have to say, Hinch, we have not seen a title card... Of the likes of Hinge, since that that show had one of the greatest title cards for a current affairs show. I loved it.
0: It was gold. Yeah, yeah. it really was. It was See? fantastic. And that title card is what made me become a journalist. <laughs>
1: well, that's a fantastic story. On to yeah, so,
0: cool. so So you left school and you got a job
2: at Channel 9 straight away.
0: Yeah, clearly, yeah, because that's how it works. Not just a job at Channel 9, obviously a job at Channel 9 newsreading. Right, a a job at Channel Nine, being their international correspondent. Yeah, yes, exactly. (laughs) So,
1: so you left. You left school. You went to journalism school straight away.
0: I did. I did journalism school at RMIT here in Melbourne.
1: And uh, so that was as an eighteen-year-old. You just went straight in. How long's that course?
0: Yeah, that's a three-year course.
1: So twenty-one, you come out. You're going for cadetships, and you wanted. You got a job straight at Channel Nine then. Yes. Yes. No. (laughs) Not so much. (laughs)
0: Right. So, um, so were
1: you were you outside of the gates of Channel Line with your resume and?
0: No, no, because that would have been completely unrealistic.
1: How does the process work?
0: Uh, I think
1: that's what we're getting at. Yeah, yeah, How I, does the process I got work? that. I
0: just wanted you know to keep you going. <laughs> um, I as so as so many of us did and have done um, went to work in regional telly, and I worked for Wynn Television in Country Victoria. Starting out uh, just before my twenty-first birthday at Win in Teralgan in the Latrobe Valley.
2: Now, that, now that's a pretty hard gig, isn't it? Because you you do uh, what they might have three or four reporters for the whole regional broadcast. So you, you between three or four of you, you're putting together a half-hour show.
0: That's right, every day, and and you got to cover a lot of a lot of kilometres as well so every you, day.
2: You, you have how many stories do you have to do each day? Like three or four, or uh,
0: certainly two full stories. Um, any number of reader voiceovers. Um, But the difference there is that you also have to find your own stories. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the three reporters, uh, there would be a couple of stories coming out of other parts of the state which could run statewide, which would help boost the content. But, uh, you know, you you get done frantically doing your two, three, four stories a day, and then you've got to start looking for stories for the next day, which can often be difficult.
1: Because in in
0: big city news,
1: uh, a lot of the stories are just... You know for for all intents and purposes, handed to you on a platter. There's been some major crime or some big announcement or something like that is happening. Uh, but in in regional it, it, you've got to keep that entertainment up.
0: Well, no the the, the difference in the system is that um, in the city there is a chief of staff right who who decides what stories are going to be done and assigns a reporter to each of those stories outside of the, th- those who work a particular area, like police or politics or whatever. So th- the pressure isn't quite on to, to provide the content as well as, or to, to find the story as well as reporting it.
2: And, and there was some big stories up in Tarogun. Uh For example, you were up there during the whole Jaden Lesky. Yeah, I was. Which was a, which was a huge thing. I don't know if
0: people remember, or from interstate, but there was a, a, a toddler who uh, went missing there. It was ugly. Um, the search went on for three weeks. And it became the biggest story in the state. And and I was there. With with the
1: help of some pig.
0: Yeah. There was some of the most bizarre stuff (laughs) you'd ever... Some
1: non-related pig. Some (laughs) non-related pig
0: being thrown at the house where the toddler had previously been.
2: For for a non-related reason.
0: If if you
1: want to get a handle on how completely screwed up the whole Jaden Lesky thing was, there are a number of books published about it. A number. Pick up any one of them and just read through the series of events. It's... uh, it was in some ways horrible and fantastic to live through victoria at that time
0: it was and Mm. and for me it was fascinating because there i was young obviously wanting to get to the city and besieged in my patch besieged by every media outlet in the country and it was just a circus it was Mm. quite extraordinary
1: so i'm Sorry, I, I I want to get more into the. I know you want to go through a history of. Oh, of James. I was just
2: going to say. So yeah, but keep going. Uh,
1: but but I want to get more into the, the nuts and bolts of, of, of how television journalism works. Uh, when when you're in when you're in Turalgan, you have to find your own stories, and that's a lot more of the investigative style journalism that uh, that um, you no know, doubt trained for. Uh, at, at RMIT, you go out, you find your own stories and you build, you build your own stories based on the leads you have.
0: And you build your own contacts to, to do that. Yeah. Then
1: when you get into the city and the uh, news chief is distributing stories, do, do those skills kind of just fall by the wayside for, for a while?
0: They don't because if you're wise, and, and most who get to the city are, uh, you keep building your own contacts and uh, news directors and chiefs of staff are never going to frown upon journos who manage to find their own stories.
1: And so, and so you keep working on that, and you build up stories, and then you go to your to your director or, or chief of staff sure. and say, "Look at what I've got."
0: That's right. It's just that on any given day, if you happen, if you haven't happened to find a story, it's not your problem. Right. So, uh, and so then, you,
1: and now you're doing that again in England. You, you're going off and you're finding your own story. So, it's it's kind of, it's kind of a, a return to to the original. A little bit,
0: yeah. I, you know, I have a patch to work. Um, it's my responsibility to stay in touch, particularly with um, Australian-related institutions and uh, and organisations in the UK and other parts of Europe, and stay across what they might be doing and try and find yarns that way.
1: Ross, now you can go back to. So when, you went when from Taralgon,
0: and then you went from Taralgon to Channel Nine, Melbourne. Not quite. Not quite. Uh, I went from Taralgon to Ballarat. Right. Well, is which, is,
1: which is a bigger That's a bigger area So it's obviously so, a promotion So
0: that's a promotion That was a promotion Yes That's head office For Win TV in Victoria Okay Yeah Okay So then I got to produce And uh, I was the fill-in Sports presenter as well
2: Really In fact it, When Dennis Walter Was sick or something
0: Yeah that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis bless him In fact uh, You get to do So many diverse things In the country That would you believe On a couple of occasions I commentated VFL football Really Ah. Isn't that a horrifying thought?
1: That is... Uh, how did you prepare for that?
0: You know, um, I would go to guys who knew more about footy than me and just get some catchphrases. You know, give me ah. something to throw in here. And and it worked, you know.
1: So just, just improvising it.
0: Yeah. Well, you've got to try and learn the numbers. <laughs> and and so then this- you need to be able to say things like, you know, there's Johnson, there's Johnson, oh, he's got it, Ah, oh, there's some good driving through heavy traffic. <laughs> He's
3: got a paddock to run in.
0: That's it. Look at him go. Ah.
1: <laughs> so this was the live TV coverage of the regional footy match.
0: That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so so you,
1: so you went. You went to Ballarat, and was that uh, so, so being the the uh, centre for for news in Victoria for for win? Did they have a, a news chief chief of staff? Did you get stories given to you there? And no. So that was that was still more like Turalgan? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You still got to find your own stuff. Absolutely. And
1: and Mount Thomas was really near Ballarat.
0: Very close. So it was um, the the town from the Flying Doctors.
1: And uh, and and so and so, did you often get stories for, from there? I mean, lots of drugs going through Mount Thomas. Yeah, I yeah. I, were you the police reporter?
0: Well, yeah, for I was. And, oh, and right. I, I, you know, as you as you do, I just kind of took Maggie Doyle to out for drinks a couple times, <laughs> and uh, just so that you know, she knew I was around. And you know, Maggie, if there's anything you ever hear that you think we might be interested in. Feel free to give me a call. You, you should have watched that Blue Healers show. You could have got all your stories from there. Say, <laughs> <laughs> if only I'd known that then I would have saved myself. Well, you know, the price of a gin and tonic. <laughs>
1: so, when, when, I was, uh, when, when I did some work on Blue Healers, uh, there was uh, reading the Bible, and they're describing Mount Thomas as this small town. The, the town nearby is St. David's. And, uh, and it pretty much but didn't say... Now, we don't want to say that St. David's is Ballarat, but... <laughs> so, whenever I think of Ballarat, I always think, Mount Thomas, right nearby, right nearby. Mm-hmm. So, then you left Mount Thomas, and you um, <laughs> you left Ballarat, uh, and then you got a job at Channel 9.
0: Finally, yes.
1: Right, and then... Well, when, it wasn't quite that
2: easy. Right. He, he had to quit. He had to say, that's it, I've had enough of Win. I'm, I'm out of here.
1: And then 9 came to it.
0: You do have a good memory. Really? So, I so said, you I quit, to- I'm getting on a plane to
1: London. I'm going. And, uh, and, and then you submit, then you went to the gates of Channel 9 with your resume. And- no, then the gates of Channel 9 came to him.
2: Really? He was just there and he heard a knock at the door. Who's that? What That's are the a pair of gates doing out the front of my house?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking to Nine for about a year at that point and I was beating on those gates, like just, you know, grabbing them and just shaking them. <laughs> Let me in. And, the, and finally they did when, when I was about to
1: disappear. So, so you had to actually quit win before nine would would take you. Was that uh, some kind of political I, thing? Uh, no, that they no, no, I don't think steal? it was really
0: just coincidental timing. But right. I felt as though you know maybe uh, cosmically it was meant to be.
1: Well, next time we have you in, uh, I, I think we should talk about your early days at nine. Sure, uh, it, you know we'll continue on with the saga of. It's not very interesting. Uh, young Scoop. <laughs> I don't feel like it's very interesting, but, you know. Young Scoop, don't tell Hey, when you graduated from RMIT, mm. did they give you a hat with Scoop on, in, the, in the hat band? Yeah,
0: you bet. i still got it. Oh, yeah.
1: that's... See? That's the <laughs> only reason to go through that school. Next time,
0: next time I'm in town, I'm going to wear it in for the video podcast.
1: Oh, I'd love that. There is no video podcast. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box
3: cutters in mind. Box cutters, pod, cast, done. Pork is on the table.
2: Hey, uh, I just want to say thank God for Summer Heights High, the new Chris Lilly show, starting Wednesday? on Wednesday night. I have no idea if it's any good. I have no idea if it's going to be funny, but it gets Star Stories off the air.
1: Oh, you know what? After Star
2: Stories is the...
1: oh. After you guys spoke about Star Stories... I was uh, flicking through channels on, on a Wednesday night and, uh, and came across it. My housemate's gone, what's this? And I went, oh, I have to watch it because I've heard it's really bad. Mm. And, uh, and it, it was worse than you led, led me to believe. It was absolutely, I think, the worst thing I've ever seen on television at that time slot.
2: I think everybody involved should be taken out into the middle of the ocean and put adrift on a raft. There's oh. a reality show in that. <laughs> no, I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna see these people,
1: I don't wanna hear from them.
2: No cameras. Just set adrift. I couldn't I it's, couldn't. It's believe awful, isn't it? It's staggeringly awful.
1: How is it in the ABC's charter to That's show it. that?
2: That's it. And and it's not like it came from the BBC, it came from channel four. So why...
1: But it had the quality of Channel 5.
0: <laughs> yeah, you bet. But, but I've, I've never been are able are to understand it. it. I just... I, I, I don't get it. It's not just staggeringly bad. It's, it's incomprehensible. And, and I, it it's like done. it
2: sets out to be bad. I, I read in the paper... Mm, right. I, I, read the paper, I read in the paper someone saying, oh, we didn't get up to George Michael. We didn't get up to someone else. Oh, how bad... Like... <laughs> why are there more of them? You know it's, what we did awful. get up to?
1: We got up to Pussy's Bow. <laughs> had enough of it. <laughs> Oh, terrible. So, yes, thank God for Summer Heights High. And you know what? I'm pretty sure Summer Heights High is going to be funny. Yeah, yeah uh, it would be worth watching. We, we Can Be Heroes was superb television. And if Chris Ely has that excellent combination of uh, of comedy and drama in Summer Heights High, then, uh, then I'm going to really enjoy it.
3: And that's on on Wednesday night, just after New... Uh Shows of The Chaser And speaking of which They were denied media accreditation for APEC Surprisingly (laughs) Um, But uh, Chaser member Julian Morrow Says that he expects his team to be arrested They want to get a working majority arrested And they want to get Chaz Lichardello shot <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mario said it was unhealthy for attending APEC politicians to be protected in the way that they are up in Sydney with the fences and whatnot. I think, in principle, it's a bad thing. I think the idea that the politicians should be protected from scrutiny is a bad idea, and they should be protected from mockery is an even worse idea. Mm, I, yeah, I tend to agree. Yeah. Um, apparently, they're, they're planning something extreme for Sydney's uh, summit.
1: Now, it's, uh, it's time to do the quiz winner. Mm hmm. Uh, are we going to do the thing, or nah, just just nah. go straight into it? Go straight. Uh, well, before we do, before we do, I want to uh, say that uh, we had a number of responses, but we also we asked two, well one and a half questions. Mm. The question was, who is the current host of Media Watch? And uh, the answer, of course, was Monica Attard. But a supplementary question, for no bonus points other than possibly having your reason at, read, read out on the air, was uh, why. Did Brett have such a thing against Monica Attard mm. when uh, when first started? Uh, the, uh, the the uh, answers. What answers were the answers. Well, the answers that came in the suggestions. Some of these suggestions were: uh, Could it be that Monica Atard uh, had uh, some outrageous sexual demands placed on Brett? That was one.
3: Uh that's a no. Right. Uh well, He wishes. Uh,
1: another answer was uh as for why Brett hates her so much, I suspect it might have something to do with sand in his vagina.
3: <laughs> I have that, but it doesn't actually have anything to do with Monica. Uh, Earth
1: is listening, <laughs> listening to this show. Shad it is
0: what's
1: going on? <laughs> And, uh, and uh, another one was, uh, did Monica Attard beat Brett up in high school? Yeah, clearly. Which, right. I think is, which I think is an excellent joke about how old you are, Brett. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, yes, and, and also that, uh, given that I went to a boys' school, a joke about uh,
0: Monica. <laughs> 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 the,
1: the correct answer to the supplementary no bonus points question was, of course, that she has a gap in her teeth, also known as a diastema. The diastema was the easy uh,
3: the easy answer, but um, the I, more complicated answer that you've made she she presented Mediwatch, and I was very disappointed. At least Jackson wasn't back. Rush right, She had a
0: big gap in her teeth. Did you see that on Stuart Littlemore? <laughs> <laughs> the,
3: uh, the, the, and of course, since then, uh, Mediwatch has been hobbled, and it's almost unwatchable. Oh know it's
1: terrible. Now. The winner of the Crumpler Hooja <laughs> this week is Felix Hubble. Uh, he had the correct answer of monica Attard, mm. and uh, and we will contact you, Felix, about uh getting you your crumpler hooja.
2: and and if you haven 't won a prize, keep trying with the quiz yeah yeah, yeah. don 't keep sending us monica Attard, but no e- in subsequent questions, keep sending in because the odds are in your favor that you will win eventually
1: uh, eventually we 'll we'll get through that as people yeah. as people win and we have to pull them out of the pool and if you want a don't really that, oh, I mean, <laughs> if you want a
3: really good crumpler prize uh get Going with your box cutters promotion. There's a special link uh, down the left hand side of the site. Uh, you have if you until... get people over to have a look at the box cutters blog, you can win a, a great big crumpler beanbag.
1: You have until the end of September yep. to enter into that competition. And uh, if you look at the instructions and you're not sure, Email us, hooray, at boxcutters.net, and we'll give you a helping hand.
2: Last week I was talking about Seinfeld, and I said that the complete Seinfeld was coming out on DVD in the US, but didn't have an Australian date. It's actually coming out here earlier. It's oh, coming really? out here in late October. It costs $350, and we get an extra disc that isn't in the American release. So And still with the coffee table? Uh, still book. with the book, but it turns into a coffee uh, table. No, no word on whether it turns oh. into a coffee table or not. But I'm guessing that since the Australian version has 33 discs, the box itself will make a pretty good table.
1: <laughs> that's that's really exciting, and the because uh, c- also often with Australian releases of discs, we get less special features. Yes,
2: so getting more and having it released here earlier, I think is pretty good. Uh, when Seinfeld started coming out on DVD, it started coming out in Australia first too. So I think. Obviously, there's some connection here. They look after us better than...
1: Maybe it was just much, much, much bigger here than it was anywhere else in the world. It mm. was huge here. It was absolutely yeah. huge.
2: Yeah. Uh, also, uh, we didn't mention on this week's show uh, Flight of the Concorde. We're going to talk about that next week. We had a couple yes. of people on the blog asking
0: about it. We're going to yeah go through that next week. D- are you done? James,
1: that's, I'm done. You, you were going to say something. I,
0: I must mention Box Cutters is going international. That They're... Uh, a number of uh, Aussie expats in London listening in. Oh, fantastic. I must, uh, I must make special mention of my friend and colleague, Simon Fuller, one of my regular freelance cameramen, uh, former Nine Network employee from here in Melbourne. Well, well let me just say, g'day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> He'd love that. Who is such a fan that he now has the box cutters theme as his mobile ringtone. Oh, so that makes
2: two Two of you. <laughs> so, yes, there you go. Yes. He and and well. uh, oh,
0: he's in the Middle East at the moment. Happy birthday, Simon.
1: Oh, oh, fantastic! Well, hi, Simon,
2: and, and uh, uh, I also want to say just while we're talking about, listeners. Uh, I should have said last week on our 100th show, but thank you to all our regular listeners out there, especially those contributors on the blog. I always think Box Cutters works best when it's interactive. Yeah, so and, and that keep, was, it, keep it coming. Love and, the comments and, and the emails
1: and the uh, and, and the the fantastic emails we got for for our one hundredth episode were were really lovely and, uh, and heartfelt, and we appreciated those. And we expect the same next week for our second birthday show. <laughs> <laughs> but that is it for Box Cutters episode. It's,
2: it's, it's really three weeks of celebration. It really is. Three big episodes. We had the 100 last week. We've got James here this week. Well,
1: and the start, the start of a new century of Box Cutters. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and next week, uh, our second anniversary.
2: And then a couple of weeks off.
1: Yeah. So what? <laughs> no, I'll be here
3: doing it by myself.
2: You, I guess. Meanwhile, <laughs> the whole tomorrow. show will be gossip. hot gossip What was it called? Gossip. Hot, box. hot gossip. gossip.
1: <laughs> you gotta say. You gotta say like hot gossip you got to say it like that. Meanwhile, Ross and I, banana lounges up north somewhere. That'd be Sweet. lovely. That'd be lovely. That is it, though, for Boxcutters episode 101. I want to say thank you very much to Crumpler, our giveaway sponsors. You can click on the Little Crumpler Man on the boxcutters.net site to get to them. A little thirsty L perfect for iPods. It, it is? Yeah. I also want to James say will find that out over the week. Yeah. I also want to say thanks very much to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast each and ever. Every week, and thanks to our very special guest, our fourth box cutter, our un-Australian correspondent, <laughs> James Talia.
0: It is my pleasure. It's been great to be here, finally in person. Mm. Um, don't forget, Kath and Kim dropped another three hundred thousand last night. <laughs> Sixty minutes juggernaut. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you for having me. It's been it's been great, and I'll be speaking with you again on the phone mm. until next week. My name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. James Talia.
3: I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week, same bat time, same bat channel.
1: And hey, let's be careful out there.